Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Winning Season Podcast. What's up, y'all? How are you doing? I know you can't talk back, but I want to hear from you. So definitely hit me up on the DMs. My name is Jacqueline Twilly. I'm the host of the Winning Season Podcast. Today, I want to talk to you about something that is popping up all over my social media channels. From Clubhouse to LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, I even see it on TikTok. So what do you do when you begin to doubt yourself and how does this impact your negotiations? Woo, child. Okay, I have um, about eight tips. So I'm going to walk through these steps. They're not linear. When I say steps, it's not you have to do one before you do two. What it is, is just a reminder, and you can pull from any of the eight points to help you if you doubt yourself, especially when it comes to asking for what you want. So some people call this imposter syndrome. We've been talking a lot about imposter syndrome in the club I run on Clubhouse, Women Who Negotiate. And so I wanted to just pull these steps from my notes from different trainings that I've done over the years to help anyone who may be dealing with this. Now, if you have a girlfriend or a coworker who is in the midst of this right now, please send this podcast episode to them. So there's one book I want everybody to read who's listening to this episode. It's a book by Shelley Archambault. It's linked in the show notes. It's called Unapologetically Ambitious. By far one of my favorite books of 2021 and I think will be one of my favorite books forever, hands down. So I want you to check that book out and get this book by Lovey Ajayi Jones. They're great companions. Um, the Fear Fighter Manual, because I think from my experience, a lot of the root of imposter syndrome is fear. Fear of what if people say this? What if I make a mistake? Fear is like the root problem. So Lovey's book is one of those books that helps you get your life together, but you're also going to laugh. I loved the audio book. So check that out. All right, let me get into these tips. What do you do if you are doubting yourself? What do you do when you're sitting there and you're about to talk yourself out of doing something phenomenal? Well, number one, you have to practice self-compassion. And what that means is the way you would show compassion to, let's say, one of your friends when they are in the midst of something and they're like, I can't do this, yada, yada, yada. And you swoop in with your girlfriend hat and you tell them, listen, you got this. Don't forget, blah, blah, blah. Remember, you can do this. And you hype them up. Be your own hype man. There's this uh, mixtape that I like. It's called Take Up Space. And it's like an affirmation. I'm also um, having that linked in the show notes for you as well, because I love the artist voice, Tony, how she just reminds you to take up space and really practice that self-compassion of being nice to yourself and being nice to yourself means check them crazy thoughts where you start to say, oh, I blah, 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 fill in the blank. All right. So number two, the second step is remember your past achievements. Y'all, I cannot stress this enough. And I talk about it a lot in both my books, um, Navigating the Career Jungle, as well as Don't Leave Money on the Table. And I talk about it in the Don't Leave Money on the Table workbook. But inside of my first book, Navigating the Career Jungle, 
if you go to um, chapter four, which is excellence on the job, I actually give you a couple of tips on how to overcome uh, perfectionism, which AKA the cousin of perfectionism is procrastination. That's page 65. And I talk about proving your worth, meaning just do the things you know you can already do. You don't have to go above and beyond and flip out. You already have it within you. You just got to work it. And let me share with you one of my quotes um, that I lean on when I'm having these moments of forgetting my past achievements. Aristotle said, we are what we repeatedly do. Excellence then is not an act, but but a habit. And the reason why I think about that when it comes to my past achievement is that consistently, consistency matters. I talk a lot about emulating excellence without excuses. That simply means do not strive for perfection. Just do the best that you can at that time. That's what excellence means for me, giving my best in that moment. So we all have moments in life where we got more on our plate than other parts, and that's fine. But if you are doubting yourself because you have a lot on your plate, remind yourself of what you've done in the past and do the best you can because you are fully capable. All right, step number three. This is huge. Don't get mad. But here it is. Do not compare yourself to other people, period, point blank. Number four, be mindful of your thinking. Mindset matters. And most of the trainings that I do on resilience I talk about the growth mindset, which is a term coined by Dr. Carol Dweck. And in her book, Mindset, it's the new psychology of success. She talks about a fixed mindset and a growth mindset and how to move from the fixed mindset of saying, I suck, I'm not going to get better, I need to quit, moving to a growth mindset of, I haven't mastered this yet, I haven't figured this out yet, okay? So you definitely want to check that out. Now, number five is critically important. You want to monitor who you spend your time with. Now, if you don't spend a lot of time with people physically, what are you spending your time with online? Or what are, what's popping up on your social media feeds, whatever that platform is, because that influences your thought process. Oprah once said, you should surround yourself with people who push you to be the highest and grandest version of yourself. Now, this goes back to number three, not comparing yourself to other people. You don't want to be surrounded by people who you feel like you have to compete with, especially when you're dealing with doubt and especially in the context of negotiation, because that can be a pitfall that's hard to get out of. So what do you do instead? You curate your feeds on whatever social media to where it's feeding your soul, it's encouraging you, it's lifting you up. You spend time talking to people who are doing things and progressing in their life. They don't have to be doing the same things that you're doing. They just need to be doing something where they're focused on being a better version of their self today than they were yesterday. All right. So Jim Rohn once said, you are the sum of the five people you spend the most time with. So I want you to think about that. Who are the five people you spend the most time with? And if you're not spending time with people right now, 
what are the five things that consume the most of your time? If you have an iPhone, you can go to that handy dandy screen report and you can see the five places on your phone where you spend the most time with. Evaluate that. Make sure it's nourishing you and encouraging you and not depleting and draining your energy. All right, number six, find validation from within. Now, I ain't a therapist, will not uh, profess to be a therapist, but what I can tell you from going to therapy is that a lot of times we are triggered and we are rewarded by external things. So for some people, that's a new job title, that's a car, that's a house, that's clothes, that's going on vacation this place, that's getting X amount of likes here, that's getting kudos in the team meeting. The list goes on and on. You can fill in the blank. If you are encouraged by that, if that's motivating you, okay, find some things where you have some internal validation as well. So that looks different for a lot of people. One of the authors that I like that's helped me with this is Layla Delia. She wrote this book called Vibrate Higher Daily, Live Your Power, and that book really gives a lot of examples of how to find validation from within. All right, that was step number six. Now, number seven, again, I don't want anybody to get mad at me, but y'all got to remember that ourself, us as individuals, we can be our hardest critic. So if you are your hardest critic, chill girl, take a step back, standing your success. So if you're being hard on yourself because whatever, I want you to really reevaluate that. And I want you to look at it from a place of, okay, what am I measuring this against? And so that's going to be one of those internal things that every leader has to check the, check the pulse on because unchecked, this can really escalate and you can go into a di- downward spiral of setting yourself up to hit unrealistic expectations. And then when you don't hit those unrealistic expectations, your head is spinning and you're like, what the what? Okay, so if you are your hardest critic, chill, check that, go back to step number one, practice self-compassion. Now, number eight is remember your values. Uh, About a year ago, I read this book called The Buddha and the Badass, and it's not about the Buddha. Um, It's an archetype. And inside of this book, Vishen Lakhiyoni, the author, again, book linked in the show notes, one of the things that he talks about is identifying the values that you have and really owning those. A lot of times, we'll do a values exercise, especially those leaders who do a lot of professional development. You'll write down the values, integrity, honesty, yada, 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 okay? But really, when you think about your life in terms of peaks and valleys, what did the peaks and valleys of your life, what values did they reinforce for you? What values did it take for you to get through those peaks and valleys of your life? So I know I'm giving you all a lot of books to read today. I'm a bookworm, but I wanted to give you some practical tips on what to do when you doubt yourself. So number one, practice self-compassion. Two, remember your achievements. Three, do not compare yourself to others. Four, be mindful of your thinking. Five, spend time with people who push you to be the highest and grandest version of yourself. Thank you, Oprah, for that quote. Number six, find validation from within. Number seven, if you are your hardest critic, chill. And number eight, 
identify your values that you have developed over the course of your life and really lean on those when you doubt yourself because we can all learn something from the highs and lows of life. Okay, well, thanks for hanging out with me today on the Winning Season Podcast. Like I said, if you're dealing with this or you know someone who's dealing with it, I would appreciate if you would share this episode with them. And until next time, friends, continue to emulate excellence and eliminate excuses.